Hey friends, and welcome to the Living Life with Wendy podcast, where we connect as entrepreneurs, as women in business, as professionals, and as humans who are just interested in personal development and living our best lives. I'm Wendy Easton Bowman, your host, coach, and cheerleader. So buckle up, friends, because you're in for some learning and motivation. Let's get started living our lives and leaning into our joy. Hey all, it is Coach Wendy here, and I have been so busy working behind the scenes getting some new systems in place, specifically so that I can show up as a better CEO and leader in my business for 2023. So I don't know if this resonates with you, but as I've been working, the subject of leadership has been a reoccurring theme, you know, not only for myself, but with my clients that I work with as well. For me, leadership is critical to the success of what we accomplish in our lives, like whether it's being a leader in our family, our work team, or quite frankly, for ourselves, it's really important. And with that being said, I thought this would be a really great subject for this week's episode for Living Life with Wendy, because this is something that I'm really, really passionate about. So let's get started. We've all had experiences with great leaders. You know, those who have left an impact for the good in our lives. And of course, we've had experience with some less than ideal leaders or those who have left an impact for all the wrong reasons. And if you haven't thought of a great leader lately, I encourage you to do that right now. So I want you to think of the qualities that that one leader that you admired had. And I want you to list them right now. Like, why do this, right? Just pull out a piece of paper get a pen and I'll wait for you if you want, or you can pause this podcast, but it's really important that you do this exercise. So why is it important? Well, those qualities that you're going to list made an impact for the better for you, but they're also the qualities that you aspire to or demonstrate in your leadership voice. So again, get that piece of paper And start to list out those qualities that you admired. It could be that teacher that you remember. You know, we all have one, right? That teacher, you remember their name from when you went to school. Mine was Mrs. Murphy. That was my high school typing teacher. She was also the coach for the cheerleading team. The thing I most remember about Carolyn Murphy was her kindness. She had this innate ability to just show kindness to everyone. She accepted everyone, and I know that students that worked with her felt that. And when you can leave that impact with people, that's what you call a legacy. So that is the type of leadership quality that I aspire to to demonstrate each and every day that I lead people or connect with my clients is I come from a place of kindness, right? I want to be able to make people feel accepted and comfortable, but at the same time, I'm mentoring, teaching them, and challenging them. But again, when it comes from a place of kindness, I think that is just like so easy to digest that for people. And that's something I learned from Carolyn Murphy. I had another leader in my business experience too that really left uh, impact on me, and his name was Randy J. And it was when I was just starting out as a district manager, he said to me one thing that stayed with me in my leadership style from that day forward. And that was, 
If you really care about your people, you're going to be honest with them and you're going to address things in the moment. And so that was kind of like a guiding principle for me. And it was still in alignment with my values of caring for people and doing what's right for them. Because I always felt like if I didn't give fair feedback to people, I was really robbing them of an opportunity of learning. So those are two leaders that really, really impacted me. Okay. Now, another area I feel that's really important in effective leadership is to know yourself. Like, what do I mean by that? Well, we all have strengths that we bring to the table, but we also have to recognize our blind spots. So now I want you to take that same piece of paper. You're going to list your qualities. What makes you a great leader? What are your best qualities as a parent? What are your best qualities as a leader in business? What's a, What are some of the best qualities when you lead yourself. So I want you to list them on an, in another row on that sheet of paper. Now, once you've done that, I want you to also list the behaviors that might be holding you back as a leader. Now, that's sometimes a little harder to do. And for some people, maybe a little easier. But yes, you need to be aware of both sides of your leadership coin. So go ahead and do that now. And here's the thing. For those who don't know, I'm a licensed insights discovery practitioner. So what does that mean? Well, insights discovery is a psychometric tool that helps you learn more about yourself and learn more about your preferences, but it also helps you connect and communicate with other people. And a little insider tip, I review my insights discovery profile each quarter of the year because it allows me to remind myself on what I do well and the areas I need to work on. Because when I get into the work of everyday life, I tend to lose sight of both my strengths and my blind spots from time to time. And the other thing, I redo my profile every two years because as life shifts, as those external things shift in our lives, it can affect how I show up and my preferences may shift as well. The other thing that affects my insights discovery profile is what I do for work. I've seen myself shift from 2017 to 2021 significantly. So, you know, I'm I'm due next year. My last profile was done in March of 2021. I'm going to redo my profile again in the spring of 2023. Why is that important to me? because I want to be the best coach I can be. I want to be the best mom I can be. I want to be the best leader in my business I can be. I need to recognize those things that hold me back, especially as a solopreneur. And if you ever wonder, like, what are those blind spots for you? And you're having a hard time with your self-awareness. That's a really excellent tool to use. And here's the other thing you should know about me. (laughs) Knowing myself allows me to connect with others in a whole new way and at a whole different level. And in turn, it affects who I hire, who I have in my circle of influence, how I communicate and connect with others. And it really has helped me improve my listening skills, which, by the way, is a blind spot for me. Because as a person who leads with extroverted and feeling energy, that's something that I have to work on all the time. And here's the thing. When you find your magic as a leader through self-awareness, you show up better for others. And you become a better mentor and you build that strength in others so that they feel empowered. So let's talk a little bit about the importance of building your leadership voice as well as your leadership brand. 
Now, the number one thing I tell my clients is find your leadership voice. Be authentic to who you are. And don't try to be someone else because when you do, I'm going to tell you, your family, your teammates, your team, whoever, those who are who know you the best, they're going to clock you on that for sure. And the other reason to be authentic to who you are is that it comes naturally to you. So you're not going to be expending any extra energy on trying to be someone you're not. Because guess what? You're going to need that elsewhere, like when you're working through your own blind spots. Now, the second piece of the leadership puzzle is that it's important to put your people first. You know, without people, you can't accomplish any of your goals. Whether they're personal goals or business goals, you're going to need others to be on your team. You need to treat people well and remind yourself on the daily that they're your biggest asset. According to 2021 statistics, 82% of workers would consider quitting their jobs because of a bad leader. And the same research shows that across all industries, respondents say that the qualities they most dislike are micromanagement and the expectation of productivity outside of work hours. Like, how many of you out there have been working more than a 40-hour week because you have these really strict deadlines and your leader or your manager expects to get the job done no matter what? Well, I'll tell you, that's okay in a short sprint, but when it's a repetitive behavior, you're going to start to resent your job. And if you're a leader who expects that from your team, your team's going to start to resent you. So you're going to ask yourself, what do employees want instead? Well, many of them say they want to see qualities that their current leaders lack, which are honesty and authenticity. And you may be saying to yourself, you know what? I am honest with people. I'm being my authentic self. But if your people don't feel you're being present with them and showing up with them in mind and putting them first, it's going to cost you in the end. I would also say that you should be confident. And when I say that, I mean be confident in hiring people who are experts in what they do. Surround yourself with the smartest people you can. And remember, great leaders don't feel they need to be the smartest person in the room, but they need to be competent and confident that they have the best people on their team. Another example I love to share is there was a time when... um, In my corporate job, in my senior manager of training and development job, I had to hire a new LMS expert. So for those who don't know what LMS is, it's, you know, that learning management system. It's online learning. And I had brought another LMS expert from a sister company to do the interviews with me because I really did not know a lot about learning management systems. So we interviewed several candidates, and through that interview process, we had this one candidate that stood out from everyone else. I mean, the guy was really smart. He brought to the table some a great resume, first of all. He had a background in adult learning principles. He had a master's in um, project management or something. And he also had this great demo that he brought us of this avatar that he had created for an LMS training Uh, project he was working on. Well, after all of those interviews, I had like totally made up my mind. This was the guy I wanted to hire. And this other expert from the sister company said, you know, Wendy, if you hire him, he's way too 
overqualified for the job, he's probably going to leave. And I said, well, that's exactly why I want to hire him. I want the best of the best because I want to take what we do now to another level. So I took that gamble, guys, um, and it paid off for me for sure. And he continued working for me until after I left the corporate jo- uh, corporate role that I was working at. He also left after that. But it was such a risk to take because of his qualifications. But I truly believed that if I was going to be able to move the business forward, I had to take that leap of faith. So that's what I mean by don't always think you need to be the smartest person in the room because he was definitely smarter than me in many areas of what he did, but I was confident that he was the right person. So in saying that, I mean, you know, you can take two approaches here. You can hire the best and pay a premium for their skills or hire the candidate you feel can learn with the proper mentorship and training and set them up to learn the job. You know, both come with their unique challenges, but I've seen both approaches work depending on the role that needs to be filled. I've also seen people passed over because of lazy leadership or misinterpreting what the role requires. When I say that, what I mean is sometimes people want to hire way above what they really need because they don't want to put in the work of coaching and training. In my specific example, I didn't have those skills. So I did have to hire someone with the skills that that were required to to move forward. And what I mean by misinterpreting what the role requires, sometimes people get passed over because they're not really clear on what the job description is, right? Or they're not understanding what is required to do the job. And sometimes it's just a little bit of hiring the right person and putting in the work to train them because the job is very task-driven. So that's an example. So this is when I recommend that you step back and assess what's the best path for you as a leader, what's best for the business, and what's best for the team member. Finally, great leaders are gatekeepers. They protect their employees from toxicity. They also protect them from distraction. The other thing they do is they open doors to meaningful tasks and learning opportunities. What I mean by that is they challenge their people to grow right? They teach them new skills. They ask for training and development for them so that they can grow their careers. And they also enable their people to be energized by their projects and to perform at their best and to move forward professionally without taking steps backward at home. Again, it comes back to, hey, you know what? I'm going to challenge you, but I'm not going to do it at the expense of your personal life. So when you're a leader who cares about happiness, success, career, and life of your team, whether at work or at home, you're going to end up creating a happy, productive, and creative environment for everyone. So here's where it comes to saying, hey, you know what? As an insights discovery practitioner, this is where I come in. I help people with their self-awareness and communication skills. As a coach, I have a leadership program for executives, for leaders in business, for those people who want to be leaders of their life and with their family. So I'm going to include a link with this podcast so that you can click on that and look into what that really means and what that leadership package includes. And if this sounds like it's something for you, I encourage you to jump on that like sooner than later because 2023 is around the corner. We are literally two and a half weeks to the end of the year and I'm here for you. 
And I want you to succeed as much as I want myself to succeed. So with that being said, everyone, as always, I want you to stay safe. I want you to be peaceful. Happy holidays. Spend time with your family and celebrate this time as we come to the end of 2022. Hey friends, be sure to subscribe to the Living Life with Wendy podcast, and you can also follow me on my other social platforms. I can be found on the World Wide Web at www.wendybowman.com, on Instagram as Coach Wendy Bowman, on Facebook at Resolve Coaching and Consulting, and finally on YouTube as Wendy Easton Bowman. I want to thank you again for joining me on Living Life with Wendy. Now go out there and live your best life.